At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Third hour of Live Bet Saturday. Jonathan Von Tobel, William Hill alongside. We are presented by BetMGM, and we have some scores up there. We've got a lot going on in college basketball, including a tight one. Uh, Illinois led by as much as, I don't think they got to 10. I think they got to 9. Um, but that 9-point lead has been evaporated, gone, taken away. 65-all with about 149 left to go in the second half here. Indiana has fought their way back. You and I are keeping track of this because we both have – uh, some action in this one. You have laid, correct me if I'm wrong, four and a half. I have taken six. So uh, we are sitting back and seeing what this result is going to be. Both still in play. And uh, you mentioned the potential killer for a guy like me in this spot, which is 65 all, 149 left to go. Uh, overtime, Will Hill. It's been such a fun game. Let's just play yes. five more minutes. Let's go to overtime and let's just play Let's play one more session. Why not? A, I Personally, I'd prefer that not to happen. Um, but I will say, as we were kind of discussing this, uh, this has been a game in which the uh, officials have kind of taken over as they are one to do in contests like this. Uh, we don't need the ref show down the stretch. Let the kids play basketball. You don't have to call every single ticky-tack foul, and that has really been the case. And honestly, William, too, like it's been a fun game to your point, but when the officials get involved like this, it has also like killed the pace of this game. Like This, this has now become this really disjointed not sloppy affair, but there's been quite a few turnovers. It's just been kind of this stop and start now game when before it was back and forth, up and down the floor. It was a lot more fun. Yeah, and it's sort of trite to complain about the officiating, but you do get in these games in college where it's just whistle after whistle after right. whistle. They The reviews have become a crutch too in college. Sometimes they review for the most 
you know, trivial stuff that w- whether there's 1.3 or 1.5 on a clock, sometimes, you know, it's just, it, it's the least important things. And they sit there and they spend three, four minutes looking at it. Yeah. It kills the flow of the game sometimes. Uh, speaking of, uh, we are under review right now. Official review <laughs> in nice. Illinois and Indiana. What are they uh, looking at? Well, now this is actually, now here's the thing though. So they're reviewing something that should be reviewed, but it's also painfully obvious what they're looking at. So let's speed this thing up. Um, yeah. The Indiana, the ball was going out of bounds. So an Indiana player snagged it while he was falling out of bounds and threw it off of an Illinois player that was already out of bounds. Uh, it was pretty clear that the Indiana player did not touch out of bounds before he let the ball go and hit the Illinois player. So I am assuming that this should be pretty quickly. Illinois ball, look at it and get out of here. So we'll see what they're looking at, but they are, they've been under review for like the last five minutes. But to your point, not only do they review everything, like it's pretty clearly like obvious what we're looking at here. Let's move this thing along. And if it's not obvious, go with the call on the field. I mean, it yep. should be like a 30-second manage all these sports. I, 30 seconds. Hey, the, the idea is not to just look at every little millimeter of every sport. They said, we're not investigating a crime here. It's like, you know what? If you missed a clear call, we overturn it. If not, just keep playing. Yeah, you hit on one of the other things that I've always thought, which is uh, there should be a play clock for these reviews. We should not be taking forever. 60 seconds on the clock. If you can't determine what you're looking at in 60 seconds, you go with what the call on the floor of the field was, and you move on from there. Uh, all right, so. As we're looking at that, we will wait to see, again, as they're just looking at the same clip over and over and over again, what is going <laughs> to happen there. Let's go to some of the other games that are underway. So uh, I posed the question. I was not involved here, but I asked. I was like, hey, look, when Kentucky and Tennessee met the first time around, Tennessee closed, you mentioned it, 12-point favorite. They did lose the game outright, but now he swings all the way in the other direction. This closed Tennessee minus one. It seems like a pretty extreme move. Seems like it was the right one. Kentucky's up 39-19 at the break at home over Tennessee. This has uh, been a poor start, to say the least, for the Volunteers. And it's kind of similar to what we saw in the first game, Will. They are shooting one of 13 from three-point range, 7 of 27. And going back to what we discussed, what the flaw for Tennessee was this season and what it's been the flaw for the last few years, you know, jump shooting teams, you don't get the easy buckets available to you. So when those shots aren't going down, you get performances like this where you can't hit the broadside of a barn and you find these massive deficits. Yeah, it's hard. As, as wide open as the tournament is, it's hard to see Tennessee winning six in a row with this disjointed offense. It's just, it's a flaw, and it's probably going to be a fatal, fatal flaw as well. 19 points at the half. I liked Kentucky, but man, to be up by 20 at the half, it feels good to get one. When, when you have a lot of action in the accounts, you need sort of a, a snoozer. You need sort of an easy one because, you know, grinding out all of these, winning all these coin flips is not going to happen. So you are, I'm already off to a rough start here with Wisconsin losing to Rutgers. And I don't feel good about Indiana, obviously, laying the four and a half. So it feels good to get a sort of an easy one, hopefully. Yeah, well, Indiana turns the ball over, gives up a fast break bucket to uh, trail 67 all. But then right comes right back down and hits a, bu- a jumper themselves. So it is 67, 67, 105 left to go in the second half. Should also mention the other final that's in the books because we were keeping track of this, at least with the, out of the corner of our eyes. Uh, Notre Dame ends up losing to Virginia, but it is a, a tight one, I believe it's a a two-point uh, deficit there that ends up um, taking down the fight in Irish. So Virginia gets a win, but after just going back and forth with uh, Louisville, they get a 57-55 win over Notre Dame. So a pair of single-possession wins for Notre Dame over some lesser competition in the ACC. Yeah, for Virginia over over these teams, absolutely. And, and Notre Dame, that was one. Well, we saw it early. We felt it early. This one's never in doubt, and it, it really wasn't. Virginia never threatened to cover this number. They, they do come away with the win, but that's one where I kind of feel like I left some meat on the bone because I like Notre Dame just for whatever reason didn't pull the trigger. So sometimes, those man, those are frustrating. It's almost worse than losing a game. I know it, there's no logic to that because you didn't lose any money when you when you like a game, you don't bet it and it wins. But sometimes, man, it's a, a frustrating feeling to have a lean and, and not 
end up pulling the trigger there. Uh, oh, yeah. No, for sure. Especially when yeah, when you have something, you're like, all right. And even you go as far as like you're going to put it in the card or whatever. You're like, nah, uh, don't really have the edge that I think I do here. So I'm not going to play this thing. And ultimately, you ended up being on the right side. No, we've all been there. I think it's all pretty frustrating. Yep. Okay, yep. we're minutes away. We'll reset the scene here really quickly, and we'll give the uh, the folks, because I know you've got something here. Iowa State, Kansas State, looks like K-State's going to close as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this matchup against the Cyclones, and a total at about, that uh, doesn't really matter. We're underway right now, but you had something here that we're going to track for the rest of the hour, right? I like the home team. I like Kansas State. I think this is a good spot for them. They've struggled, uh, but they're a different team at home. Uh, Iowa State, they don't have the Hilton magic when they hit the road, so to me, it's just it's two pretty even teams where the home court rules, and I think the home court rule here, I think Kansas State bounce backs and, and wins this game. Yeah, that's one of uh, multiple games that are tipping off at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then uh, of the big games later today, uh, we will have that 1 p.m. tip off between Baylor and Kansas. Kansas right now a four-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, I want to hit you with uh, a couple of college games that we have not hit ourselves throughout the day. These are going to be later today, but I wanted to go to um, one, a couple of the big boys that are going to be in action tonight. This is a big spread, but I just I want to get your thoughts on this game, but generally the team themselves. Uh, Gonzaga, on the road against Pepperdine. They're 16.5-point favorites here. Uh, we could talk about you know this matchup themselves if you had anything, but really I wanted to ask you about what we think of Gonzaga because we see them last time out, a uh, little bit of a revenge spot for Gonzaga when they're taking on uh, Loyola Marymount, and they absolutely wipe the floor. 108-65, to they're 8.5-point favorites. Go on the road, get things done against a team that had taken them down earlier in the season. So... Just a two-part question. One, if anything, if you have thoughts on this match with Pepperdine. But two, what you make of Gonzaga big picture as we get closer to tournament time because it's clear that this is a team that the market has priced well as a similarly rated team, I guess we'll say, as Gonzaga teams pass, but they've not been covering numbers and clearly been overvalued by the betting market throughout this entire season. Yeah, to me, they've been a fade. It's been fade or pass with them. They're just not the same team. They don't have that talent level. And even when they've had the talent, they go into the tournament, and for whatever reason, they stub their toe, whether it's the championship game against Baylor or Baylor boat raced them. Last year, they get upset against Arkansas. They haven't. The, the regular season success, for whatever reason, just hasn't translated to the tournament. Uh, this, to, to me, is not a year where they're going to break that trend. I don't see them making a deep run. Uh, the, their lines have, have been inflated, like you mentioned. Was it inflated the other night when they were like an eight-point no. favorite and they won by a million? But to me, it'd be Pepperdine or nothing here. I just don't think this is a uh, a classic vintage Gonzaga team. I think Tim, uh, our colleague Tim Murray, oh, tweeted it out. About it. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what was it? I think it was a massive lead at halftime for Gonzaga. Did they drop 60 in the first half? Yeah, it was like a good 40-plus point. Uh, point. It was, it was a crazy result, absolutely, especially when you look at it. And that's not a crazy result for Gonzaga in typical years, but when you look at the line, it was eight. Like, my goodness, that's uh, that's one where they uh, they obviously turned on the gas. Yeah, uh, let's see, catching eight, and the Zags won by 43. <laughs> yeah, that was – and it's also, by the way, it kind of flies in the face of the uh, thing that I brought up earlier uh, today, which was, don't you think these revenge spots, the market kind of overinflates those numbers? Eh, not the case for the Gonzaga, I think, when you're laying eight and you end up winning the deficit uh, that you ultimately do. All right, the other matchups that I want to get your thoughts on uh, in college basketball for the rest of the day, what do we do with Alabama, and how do you handle teams like Alabama – coming off the result that they are now taking on a lesser opponent like Georgia. I know we were talking with Eric Haslam earlier today. Uh, he said lay the wood with Alabama. They're 18.5-point favorites against Georgia in this spot back at home. I mean, I think they'll bounce back. I could see you know, the support for Bama winning this game. Maybe you take them in the first half, figure they come out fired up. I, it's just not my nature to, to lay nearly you know, 20 points in conference play. I just think there's too much familiarity with these teams. 
Uh, to me, it's just not my nature to lay this number, even if they get there. It's just not something it, in a situation like this where I, I'd probably either have dog or pass. That's just a lot of points for a conference game. We've seen it with Louisville over this past week. As yep. bad as they are, you know what? They hung in the game against Miami last week where they were getting 21 or so points. Big dogs against Virginia. They hang in these games. It's hard to win by that, you know, that number of points in these major conferences. Last one I'll throw you here. Villanova on the road against Providence. I mentioned Villanova, and we were talking with Eric Haslam, showing some life. They've won three straight. That's on the heels of, I think it was a five-point loss on the road against Creighton. So the, the Cats have been fighting a little bit here. Now this number, I think, opened five overnight. We're down to three and a half uh, against Providence. It's a pass. It'd be, it'd be Nova or nothing. It's just a pass because you missed the best number. I hate grabbing three and a half when I could have grabbed five. Uh, Providence, I think, is off a double OT victory against Creighton. So, you know what? A little fatigue factor, a little bit of a letdown here. But it'd be Nova pass. It's just it's tough because, you know, you really missed the, the best number here with Villanova. Yeah. Who's, who's, like you said, playing well. Yeah. Well, later in the uh, the hour, before we get out of here, I want to get your thoughts on some uh, some futures when it comes to college basketball. Creighton was one that earlier in the week before their, their ridiculous matchup, um, I had circled as a team that was, I thought, maybe – a good buy low opportunity. They're in the range of like 30 or 40 to one, depending on where you shop. That number is starting to shrink, but I think Creighton's a pretty interesting squad. Uh, you talk about hot and cold, man, that team has gone through it throughout the entire yeah. season, some hot stretches and some cold stretches and looking like one of the better teams in the country and also looking like teams that's got no direction. 69, 67, a missed free throw for Illinois. So they got one more coming up here. 16.7 left to go. We'll see who comes out on top in this Big Ten matchup. It's been a fun one, but Illinois right now, a blown opportunity if this is going to be the result after leading by nine at one point in the second half here against the Hoosiers. We'll update that. Arkansas, Florida underway and more as we continue on on Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network. Got a lot of great stuff to offer up on the website, vcin.com. So before you make your next bet, check it out and check out our current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game over at DraftKings, it's updated every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way. vcin's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check it out, vcin.com. We are final over in this matchup between Indiana and Illinois. It is a 71-68 win for the Hoosiers. So they claw back into that matchup. As I mentioned, uh, nine points was the deficit at one point in the second half. Um, Got to say, good win for Indiana. Bad loss for Illinois, especially coming off of the game uh, that they were just that they had just played uh, last time out against Penn State, getting run off the floor on the road, uh, Will. Now to go on the road against Indiana, have that lead in the second half, blow it, and end up losing by three. Uh, not the best result for Illinois that has kind of been scuffling around here lately. Losers in three out of their last four, I believe it is now. Yeah, and sometimes when these teams cover for us, we we kind of lose sight of the fact that, yeah, they covered for us, but uh, the, the kids don't care about covering. The fans right. don't care about covering. They actually lost the game. So, yeah, Indiana does uh, does get the win. They don't get the cover in what was a game where it looked like you know Illinois was, was really, I think they had the lead pretty much throughout the first score I saw. Yep. They had the lead, and that's uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, they scheduled the rest of the way for Illinois going into the Big Ten tournament is favorable. You get Minnesota, Northwestern, and Ohio State. Two of those are at home, Minnesota and uh, Northwestern matchup. So a chance to head into the tournament with some momentum, but uh, not a great stretch here for the Illini. Uh, Also should note, as we're keeping track of the big matchups in college hoops this morning, um, Tennessee-Kentucky. So that was a 39-19 to lead for Kentucky. That is now 39-26. Right out of the gates, uh, Tennessee gets off to a really hot start there against Kentucky. What is that? What am I talking about here? What, an eight-point run or something right out of the gate? So this is now a 13-point game, 18-37 left to go in the second. For everything we've said about Tennessee, uh, they are capable of getting hot for stretches, and we're kind of seeing that now, so we'll see if that's going to be the case. Uh, but Viscobi with the made three cuts this to 39-26 with 18-37 left to go in the second. It'll be um, a game that we will be keep track of I think with some detail over the course of the last 45 minutes of this hour here on live bet Saturday and also Florida early six, four lead over Arkansas. We're talking about uh, what do we got? 13 55 left to go in a low scoring first half. All right. With that NBA all-star weekend is underway. Will. And uh, I know 
I don't think you don't really bet anything outside of the three-point contest, right? I know we were talking about the three-point contest earlier, but uh, are you one to bet like a slam dunk contest? I am. I actually have. Okay. Yeah, All still, right. I love how it's 12 years ago, but Serge Ibaka, the year Blake Griffin won it, yeah. for dunking over a car, and everyone kind of agreed Ibaka should have won it. So not that I'm still salty 12 years later. I guess I am. Uh, I didn't see any value in this market. McClung, I guess, is is a rightful favorite. He's a hell of a dunker. I'm just I'm not going to lay minus prices in this and. You know, he's gotten steamed big time here. Sims, Martin, Murphy, boy, they didn't they didn't do much to uh to bring in the big names here. So I don't see any value here unless you can talk me into something. Um, I had totally forgotten that Serge Ibaka was part of that slam dunk contest, by the way. Uh that's a really good shout. Um, as he was once known Air Congo. He is not leaving the floor as often anymore. Uh, but I totally forgot that he was in that and probably should have won that thing. Uh no, I've got nothing. Uh and we also know, I think go back to how many years ago was Derek Jones Jr.? where Dwayne Wade fixed the score for Derrick Jones Jr. Um, in the slam dunk contest. Everyone's like, ha-ha, that's hilarious. That's why I don't want to bet on something like this, right? right. Like, uh, these these are, yeah, was that 2020? All right, though, really? I felt like that was longer ago, but that makes sense. Um, I'll say this. Mac McClung deserves to be favored. He's probably uh, the most athletic dunker and the more popular dunker of the other three that are in this field. Um, I will wager my hard-earned income on the three-point contest because that's actually a competition of skill, um, but not so much the slam dunk contest. So let's get to the three-point contest. I know you have some interest in this. I think you and I share a thought, and uh, Kelly Bidlin, who uh, co-hosts uh, Harvard Handicappers with me as well, had a thought on this too. Buddy Heald was one of the plays that we all came up with as I think a guy that probably should be favored in this three-point contest, Will. Yeah, I think the fact that Lillard's just a bigger name, a better overall right. player – brings you know some value like decreases his value and probably gives some value to healed because healed i mean other than curry i mean you look at healed's numbers he's just a fantastic shooter uh kind of on an obscure franchise you know hasn't been a, a mainstream player since really his days in college so i think there's some value on healed of course shop around there's a lot of variance with these numbers you were telling me there's a plus 475 in town that's better than any of the numbers i can find so hey plus 475 that sounds like a bet to me i you know It'd be a toss-up to me, Heald or Lillard. I, I would lean towards Heald. I could see that being the final. I'm not sure what the format is here, but uh, Heald looks like a good price for me. Yeah, um, and so for really quickly, to give you some numbers behind Heald too, um, as you know, you could put these all together and see what you're getting. Heald is also one of those, Will, that doesn't really have like a clear weakness. So like, for example, uh, Damian Lillard this year, 37%, uh, 37.5% specifically from three overall. Above the break threes, he's shooting 37.6%, but only 36% from the corners. That's a really terrible percentage from the corners for a three-point shooter to have uh, if you're talking about Damian Lillard. Heald is strong across the board. Shoots over 40% in all three of those major categories, right? 42.7% from the from overall three-point range. 41% from the corners, or from the uh, non-corners, and 50% on corner threes for Buddy Heald. And if you look at it, over 40% on both pull-up jumpers and catch-and-shoot jumpers, some of those mechanics that kind of, right, you uh, replicate when you're playing in this three-point contest. So I thought Heald at that price, like you said, I think 475 or 485 here at Circa. The other was Tyrese Halliburton in the range of about 8-1. to one. He is another guy too, Will, where you're talking about 41% overall, 43.6% from the corners, 40% on non-corner threes. Like, I just want to look at some of these guys who don't really have, like, a weakness in their game overall. If you look at a guy like Larry Markkinen, he shoots 54% from the corners, but he's a 37% shooter from above the break. That's a pretty big weakness, and that's a vast majority of where you're taking your shots from. 
Yeah, and I think there's some numbers out there. You probably have them at some point uh, somewhere about Buddy Heald off of handoffs, which if you kind of simulate what what this contest is, right. taking the ball off the rack, sort of similar to getting a handoff. I know Heald's numbers off of handoffs are really good. So remember, it's a different rhythm than playing in a game. You're, you're picking a ball off a rack. You need some, you know, you pace yourself, make sure you get to the money ball, shoot them quickly. There's different things going into this in terms of the factors to winning this contest. Yeah, also the market's moved against our, our, our friend Julius Randle. Because uh, he is—he's not a good three-point shooter this year, and he like he had—he had the Strange one year one. where he won most improved, and he shot forty percent from three for the season. Uh, since then and before then, he has not been a consistent three-point shooter, and I would be shocked if Julius Randle moved on. You also, by the way, you know you can find markets for like uh, over/under first-round scores for these guys. You oh, can yeah. uh, like Starry Ball is the one where you know it's essentially like the deep threes on the wings uh, that they're going to shoot. They get two of those. There is a um, give credit to the books that are hanging these up because it's an actual competition. There's a lot of different markets to be found here. And actually, to what I thought was interesting about the point that we're talking about with Damian Lillard, right, um, being the favorite because he's the big name, you have a market which is highest, like over under first round score. Both him and Buddy Heald are at 22 and a half, but Heald's uh, over is like minus 140. And Damian Lillard's over on that same number is like minus 120. So there's like even in that market, right. There's a, a little bit of a skew there where it's like, well, actually, it's more probable that Heald's going to go over his number as opposed to Lillard, and yet you have Lillard as a clear-cut favorite in this market. Right, and it's and like you said, it's a contest. I think that's important to underline because it's not like the dunk contest where you can have some shenanigans. Even the home run derby, which I, I was sitting there with a bat. I think I had Julio yeah. Rodriguez this summer, and you know they were letting who, – who was it that won it? They were letting him you know get quick pitch while you're supposed to wait for the ball to clear, and there was all oh, sorts they of do shenanigans it, with yeah, They the do rules. it every they single year. Ball. Yeah. They do. They do. So, I mean, if you're putting your money up on it, like it's cute if you're not involved and you say, oh, they're breaking the rules. But when you're betting it, you, you're uh, you get pissed off pretty much. So it's uh, it's important to know, you know, look, you're betting on something that's at least on the level here. Uh, a bit of trivia for you. Do you know who has the record for most points in a single round of the three point contest? What, what year is it? 2021. Thompson. I'll go Clay, but that's probably not it. It's Same team here. Steph Curry. Okay. Boy, you threw me a curve. I, I was thinking it was somebody out of the box. There you go. Yeah, I got you. I got you chasing. Yeah. You're like, wait, no way. Uh, all right, here's a, here's a good one. There are two players who are tied for the worst three-point uh, or the worst amount or lowest amount of points in a single round. Two players. One of them is very, very famous. He's active? Durant. I'll go no, Durant. he's not active. He's not active. Just very famous. He's very famous. And it's lowest in a three-point contest. Jordan, Michael Jordan, the ultimate right. competitor, tied with Detlef Schrempf for the wow. uh, lowest, the yeah, lowest first round score in the uh, NBA three point shooting competition. How about that? I don't even remember Jordan doing it. That's great. That's that, that's a that's a good little nugget you got there. Yeah, uh, I would also say I'm going to go out on a limb and say during the three point contest, uh, uh, during a break like that, Jordan probably not the most focused. We'll we'll, we'll phrase it like that. Uh, all right, four either probably. <laughs> Uh, some updates as we are underway. Kentucky and Tennessee. Kentucky up 45-31 with about 15-41 left to go there. So uh, this one, hey, it's a competitive game kind of here in the second half. We'll keep track of it and see if Kentucky can keep Tennessee at arm's length. It was a 20-point lead for the Cats at halftime. We'll also keep you up to date over at the Genesis. All the leaders are on, and we have three guys at 10 under. Rom, Homa, Mitchell, all at 10 under par. When we come back, though, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some college hoops or what we're going to see later today. Yeah, I'll get it. Sorry, I lost my sheet, but we'll have our guests come back next.
This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, college basketball, other things, the VSAN experts got you covered. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides, and more. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Pressing on here on Live Bet Saturday, last 30 on the program before we hand it off to the crew for the rest of the day. William Hill out there in Connecticut, uh, humid Connecticut. I knew that. I visited it one time. And uh, Justin Perry, nice enough to give us some time as well. Betting product continent lead over at Shot Quality, one of my favorite sites out there. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, really excited to be out here. Joining the uh, VEASAN crew is always a pleasure. Excited to talk a little SQ, some expected stats, and uh, maybe some basketball bets. So the more important things, though, is how has Vegas treated you? Oh, man, it's been great. I mean, you know, I I made it here today. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's it's been great. Haven't been out here in a minute, especially not since I you know got my start sort of doing some of the betting content and all that. So trying to live it up, enjoy. I got like forty tickets in my pocket right now, so uh, it should be a great afternoon. We're gonna be hanging out here with a couple of buddies here for my uh, good friend Rotas's thirtieth. So we'll be posted out here all day. Come say what's up. Actual tickets, huh? That's, yeah, uh, that's kind of good. Okay. I guess it's a little bit better sometimes when you're visiting. You like to have yeah. them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels it feels different. I'm such a I'm so used to the apps and, and the sites and everything. It, it's like wow, I actually have my bets in my hand, ripping up the slips. There's nothing better, especially when you're in a, in your rage. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with some of these contests, and we got Will, who's got a couple of questions for you as well. First off, let's go to the Big East. We get Villanova, Providence coming up in about uh, what two hours from now or so. Villanova's found a little momentum. They won three straight. They had that close loss to Creighton before this three-game winning streak. Uh, what do you make of their spot here against Providence? I know you're looking at the total, so you can walk us through that and just overall what you expect out of this game. Yeah, so this is a really interesting spot. I think the Big East right now has become a little bit more defensive. It's one of the top conferences in college basketball right now. I mean, the quality of play is great. We just saw the Seton Hall game finish up at around 120 points. No. They are slowing it down. I just I think we're seeing that uh, – Pretty, pretty intently now from the coaches. And, you know, what we're seeing here from some of the stats, uh, especially with Villanova, they're 5-10 and 10, uh, to the over in conference play. But shot quality's game expectations has that at 3-12 and 12 in those 15 games. So really seeing a slower pace in terms of the shots actually taken on the floor instead of what's going through the hoop. And then if you go even more into away conference games, they've only gone over twice in seven attempts. And one of those... Shot quality did not expect to actually go. So on the road here today, uh, I like this. The shot quality model is going to come in around two points under the 137.5, but I think that we're going to get this one to be a little slower. I would not be shocked to see like a 129 finish. Creighton's a team. Uh, it was everybody's darling before the season. They didn't play well. Now they're, they're kind of getting hot again. They're playing a St. John's team that is just maddening to watch their guard play. Uh, what are you looking here, Creighton and St. John's? Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is another great one. Um, St. John's, I've, I've seen him play a couple times. You know, I'm out, I'm out from New York. And and it's interesting over there in Karnaseka. I think, and this is something that I think we do at Shot Quality a lot, is we maybe discount home court advantage more than what some people might do. Mm-hmm. And this is another spot where we think that the home court might be a little bit overblown. We've seen it in the numbers. St. John's 5 and 10 against the spread at home right now. Uh, and so probably getting a little bit too much respect. Shot quality kind of agrees with that. 4 and 10 expected ATS in those home games. Uh, you know, they haven't been expected to cover in any of their last four at home. 
this Creighton team, like you said, really picking it up, getting into a groove. Uh, Kalkbrenner is starting to really play well, of course, after missing some of those games in the beginning of the season. I like them to continue this sharp play. And St. John's always finds some way, whether it's like Curbelo smashing his glasses into yeah. the floor or like, you know, Soriano just being absent for the entire first half. Like, I trust the the coaching out of Creighton a little bit more to get this done. So as somebody, for me, I haven't um, I haven't gotten into any college basketball futures yet. Yeah. One of the teams that I was trying to make the case for myself was Creighton. Yeah. Uh, is that is Creighton a team where you look at big picture wise and say if we're talking about thirty to one or better for that team because that's out there? Yeah. Is that something worth investing in at this point? I think so. Shot quality has Creighton as their thirteenth best team right now in the country. They definitely have some of the experience that you look for. It's definitely hard to win right now with a young team. Uh, or with a team that maybe puts too much focus on like running and gunning, I like Creighton because they can like effectively create offense, right? And that's what shot quality really tries to accomplish is figuring out which teams are gonna create best shots based on like process, not necessarily oh you got lucky, you have a hot three shooter, you're going on an incredible run this season. Uh, Creighton does come in with a a pretty nice offensive rating here of 20th defense, 15th. They take good shots. They're not really overperforming or underperforming too much. So I think that's probably a pretty solid price, especially if maybe you didn't get a worse price earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. They were a darling, right? Everyone was talking about them off season. They had a little bit of a slowdown, but they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough out. They can play defense. They can get you on offense. They got what it takes. Another team that's been kind of up and down has been Yale. Now, obviously, they're in the Ivy, so they're off the radar, but you got them here laying a point. Talk to me about the uh, the Yale game tonight. Why you oh, like man, this uh, the Ivy League's in a tough spot today, huh? They uh, they all played yesterday, but they're uh, all back on it. I think Yale coming off of a pretty tough game against uh, – it was Penn last night, right? It was a, a lot of games yes, going on. Yes. Uh, but that was a tough one, and, and Penn edged out. I think Yale needs, after this Penn run, I mean, they're back in the top four after really starting the season slow. Yale taking a tough loss. I like Yale to bounce back. I just think they know that they can't drop both games this weekend on the back-to-back. They're going to be playing pretty hard here. Uh, Princeton, again, playing good ball, but just, you know, I think they're in a spot where they could let this one drop after winning yesterday, after a good cover. So it's a little bit of a situational play for me, knowing how the Ivy is sort of developing, understanding that we're really pushing for these, you know, the competition around the top four to make that uh, tournament, if you want to call it that. It's really more of a playoff uh, I don't know. I love the Ivy. I think there's great quality basketball there. I, I, my guess is that Yale's going to come out with a fervor and make sure that they don't go undefeated this weekend. All right. What about Penn? They've won six straight. Now they get a rematch with Brown today too, right? Yeah. I mean, this is sort of the the opposite a little bit. Uh, Penn is just riding, riding like so hot. I, I, I haven't actually looked at what shot quality expected that game to be yesterday, but I watched most of that game since I was on it. And I, I felt like they got maybe, I wouldn't say like a pass per se, but you know, Yale probably played played better than it looked uh and yeah we're, we're seeing that pretty close uh expected it to be a two-point game and it was a two-point game i think yale's got to bounce back well princeton's got to bounce back guys sorry uh vegas mornings you know how yeah. it is uh but no i really like princeton in the spot i think that they should well i literally hello i like brown in the spot you yeah. got to take these points man pennsylvania is not going to be able to cover this after you know winning a big game i think if they come out to win they're not looking to cover. They're going to be happy with that one-point win, take the standings. Brown's going to keep it close, make it tough for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the points in this one. I was following all the scores last night. I forget who it was. I think it was Cornell. It was a 10.5-point favorite. They went yeah. into overtime and actually covered in overtime, which I'm a guy who usually bets the underdog, so I didn't have any action on it. But seeing that, man, that's a, that's a tough one. But just big picture here, we, we hear so much about the parity. Anyone can win it. 
if you had to put a number on it, a number range, how many teams do you think can actually win the title this year? Wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think it's probably in like the 8 to 12 range more than like, you know, the 16 to 20 range or even like, you know, being a little bit maybe too conservative and going like 8 to 10. Uh, there are a good number of teams out there that I respect a lot. Uh, you know, at the top of that list, probably Purdue, UCLA, Connecticut, Baylor, uh, Tennessee, I get a little bit concerned about. I mean, we look up at the screen, they're losing pretty handedly to yeah. Kentucky today. Uh, so they might have some struggles away from Knoxville, but I like Kansas a lot. Alabama, I'm not sold on, honestly. I think that they might be a team that you're going to look at in a year or two as those young guys get a little bit more experienced. TCU, I mean, if Miles gets healthy and stays healthy, they're going to be a big problem. And then someone like Iowa State, even with that top rated defense, I mean, you're seeing 40 to 1 on the screen. I like that number. I think that's a really nice one. They are the top-rated defense in shot quality. Uh, so you got to really think that's going to carry in the tournament. It's going to be hard to score on a Sunni. Speaking of uh, that Kentucky-Tennessee matchup, Tennessee has cut that down to 10, now 11, as uh, Kentucky is at the free-throw line. So 11.40 left to go. Tennessee uh, trailed by 20 at yeah. the break, 39-19. So trying to get their way back into this one. And then we were tracking a game earlier today. We did see a team. It wasn't a 20-point deficit, but Indiana did come back from down 9 in the second half uh, to Illinois earlier today. All right. We'll get you out of here on this in the last 90. Uh, shot quality. For people who are not really into it, what is it? How do you use it as a tool in terms of handicap? Sure. So shot quality is really about analyzing the process of a shot taken. So instead of necessarily looking at a box score, we use the percents of every single player on a player level, not necessarily just like against an average opponent, but we know how every player plays, what shot they're good at, waiting, you know, a good three points, a good three-point shooter's shot from behind the line as a more, I guess, impactful shot than someone who's bad. And so we try to have the statistics line up with the eye test at the end of the day. You want your good shooters shooting what they're good at. You want the bad shooters passing out of, you know, tough spots. And so essentially we rate based on position, who's defending, closeout space, uh, and then, of course, algorithmically improving our accuracy on every player as the season goes on based on how they're doing, weighting it more in this season than last season as we get into uh, the final stretch of the year. And then using that to create coaching insights and also now some betting insights. So we are, of course, working with about 60 D1 teams right now, providing reports to some of the guys you're seeing right now on the screen. Uh, but then, of yep, doing uh, betting analysis as well. Follow him on Twitter, Justin Perry 8 That's the number eight betting product and content lead over there at Shot Quality. Great site. I use it too. And you guys have the NBA stuff too in oh, yeah. there as well. So yeah. for me, I really enjoy it. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up with Will Hill and my stuff here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Even a wager that misses could still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one game parlay wager with at least four legs or more. And if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Oh, boy. You got a nine-point game, huh? Kentucky got one point, up 39-19 at the break. Now only up 55-46 with 8.22 left to go in the second. And that's going to be not an and one. Okay. I'm, I'm My trained NBA eyes are like, ooh, that's an and one. No, it's not. Uh, it never is. So Kentucky uh, extends this back out. It's a nine-point lead. But how about this Tennessee team, huh, Will? Boy, it's never easy. It's never easy. And, and Tennessee did what they had to do. And that's just the first few minutes put a dent in it and seven Oh run yep. like a minute and a half in, because if Kentucky's able to just hold serve for the first few minutes, there's just Tennessee's not going to have enough time. Now it's like, you still feel pretty good. If you're, if you're Kentucky, you'd rather be up nine than down nine, eight minutes to go. You just need another little spurt here to put this thing away. Uh, very true. Very true. But this is, uh, it's been quite the Saturday so far. It's been a pretty good day. Indiana, Illinois was a fun matchup. I uh, had a tight one between Wisconsin and Rutgers. Uh, we've got Florida and Arkansas going on. Arkansas has extended their lead out to, I think, seven right now. 
with about three and a half minutes left to go there. And uh, I was about to say UConn and Villanova underway, but that is uh, the women's matchup. That is a 19-10 lead for UConn, by the way, for those who are interested. And a very quick update as Max Homa is now your lone leader of the Genesis Invitational. He is 11 under through three. John Rahm at 10 under along with Mitchell. This is the third round. So, of course, we got plenty of golf left to play. Then a couple of golfers at nine under Morikawa and Hodges. All right. So, uh, I wanted to hit on something really quickly because we do have some bets for later in the day. But I actually wanted to bring this back to the NBA if we could really quickly because we did a lot of Western Conference coverage earlier in the program, Will, but we didn't really hit, hit a lot on the East. And I wanted to tie this into the West and get your thoughts on it because I think the the acquisition of Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns, rightfully so, did shift the market. But when you talk about futures odds and probability of winning titles, the market has a tendency to overreact because they're also protecting against the bets are, that are obviously going to come in, right? Public bettors don't really care that the odds have shifted that much. They just know that the Suns are going to be good, so they're going to come in and bet them regardless of what the price is going to be. So I'm sure there's a lot of plus 425 tickets that are already out there on the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA title. Uh, having said that, that move, pushing back a team like the Milwaukee Bucks to where they're at at about 6-1 to one or better, to win an NBA Finals championship, a Bucks team that is what? What are they won now? With 12, 13 straight coming into the break, I think it is. Um, I'm really surprised that the Bucks have been bumped as much as they have. I think that team at full strength rates just as well as the team like the Boston Celtics are, who are the favorites to win the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think what, you know, I, I think there's the perception, and I think it's probably accurate, that there's three teams a cut above the rest, Celtics, Bucks, Suns, and the people that like the Suns can say, you know what? I don't have to play the other two. Celtics, Bucks, one of them is going to knock each other off. Yep. It, it, like if I'm Milwaukee, I got to beat Boston and I got to beat Phoenix, assuming that's the path. If I'm the Suns, I only have to beat one. That does shortchange teams like the Nuggets. Or look, the Nuggets are really good, and you can get them. I think plus there's some plus 750s out there. Clippers 12 to one. Like it's not like the Suns have a cakewalk, but if you're going to operate under the assumption that there's three teams a cut above the rest. The Suns only have to go through one of them. But I, I agree with your point. There's some value here on some of these numbers. Yeah, I think but the Bucks for me are one of those in the Eastern Conference that you're looking at. And like you said, in the East overall, the East is not as sexy, right, as, as the West, where like there's if I were to tell you any one of six teams were to win the Western Conference, I don't think you'd be blown away, right, at the end of it. In the East, I think we would be blown away if one of the four, I would, I'll say four, don't win it, or maybe we can call it three and a half. Right? And we're talking about Boston, we're talking about Milwaukee, Philly, and I personally throw Cleveland in there. But if I were to tell you that any one team in the East outside of those four won it, I think we would all be rightfully shocked. Yeah, and I would even double down on your point. I think if we don't get a Boston-Milwaukee conference finals, now again, you got to pay attention to seating, but to me, those teams are cut above the rest. Uh, and that would leave Philly in a situation where, again, they don't make the conference finals. They've had easier pass in past years. I thought Miami was beatable last year. Two years ago, the post-bubble year, they really should have beaten Atlanta. I think they were minus 700 yep. going into Game 4, led by 17 in Game 4, led by 25 in Game 5, won neither of those games, still lost at Game 7 at home. So to me, it comes down to the Celtics and the Bucks. 76ers have a tough schedule here uh, post-break. So Celtics and Bucks, it looks like they'll be the one and two seeds. I'd be pretty surprised if that's not the conference finals. I know Cleveland's really good. They're legit. They just seem like they're a year or so away. I don't know if they have the wings to win. I don't know if they have the experience to win a, a Experience can be, you know, a cliche sometimes that's thrown around, but I do think it matters. I do think we're headed for a Celtics Bucks collision course, which would be a hell of a series. I don't know who I'd pick. I'd probably just cop out and pick whoever at home court. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it actually it does lead to an interesting conversation. You know, they, so we hung up the mark. They hung up the markets of like who will have the best record in the NBA, and the Celtics at one point were like near two dollar favorites to have the best right. record in the NBA. 
And I, we talked about this on Harvard Handicappers. Kelly and I, our, pod, our NBA podcast, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. Um, nice. Like, that was a wild price. You were getting teams like like the, the Bucks in the range of like four to one or better to have the right. best record in the, in, the, in the NBA. Even Philly, who's only three games behind Boston, was like 17 to one to get it. The, the Nuggets were at a plus price. Like the Celtics have, it's not like they've like slowed down by any stretch. But these other teams, they just keep coming. And Milwaukee, I mean, they've been on fire going into the All Star break. But like the gap, the gap between all of these teams, I think, is really minimal. Is what I'm generally getting at, right? So when you have a team like the Phoenix Suns, price where they're at, and having that gap between them and a Milwaukee, I think is a clear indicator that there is like there is something wrong in those numbers, and that you should get it. Even we just threw up the odds for the Celtics um, championship odds, right? Or excuse me, the NBA Finals. Like you said, it will. In an Eastern Conference Finals, if it is Bucks and Celtics, who are you picking? Because the market would say Celtics have a decent edge. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, in the NBA, it's usually it's it's the dominant teams, it's the super teams, it's the Curry Warriors or the Durant Warriors. You know, it's LeBron with the E. It's usually these juggernaut teams. It's it's less like the NFL playoffs where there's a number of teams that can win it. I think this is an unusual year. It's more like March Madness where you know you pick out a six eight teams, and you could probably find a champion. Maybe that list is a little. Inflated. Some people might say, you know what, we might get to the playoffs, and it's it's clearly Celtics, Bucks, Suns. It's clearly there's a, a line of demarcation uh, that that's greater than we're indicating. But I think we can see some upsets in the NBA, which you don't always get uh, when it comes to the playoffs. Will you bet the All Star game? No, I'm not betting the All Star game. I like to throw I like to throw some money on the under because I hate myself and I like to cheer for that sort of oh, stuff. Oh God, know? what a miserable couple hours that would be! My ton, goodness, uh, you know, it's not like I bet a ton like a normal bet, but like. You know, you put a little on it, and then you have something to root for. You like to root for some defense in the All-Star game. I remember yeah. there's like two years ago where I think they added the incentives or something, and like right. out of nowhere, like the fight was before they added the uh, the Elam ending, but like out of nowhere in the fourth quarter, these guys just started like trapping and playing defense, and like the thing went well under. But I like to play uh, I like to play unders in the All-Star game. You know, yeah, three twenty-four and a half now. See, it's gone down. It was three twenty-five and a half. See, Damn. market's got the right yeah. idea. Three twenty-five and a half. <laughs> that's tough. And we don't even know the teams, right? Do they pick the teams tonight? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case, right? Like they're going to actually pick the squad. So, like, even though we don't really know the makeup of them, the Le- team LeBron's like a three-point favorite. So, oh do with that God. what you will. I, I'm I'm not too old school, but one thing that I mean, do we really need to get rid of West versus East? West versus East was fine. There was a little tradition to it. I didn't mind the West. Versus I will East. say. I kind of like the thought of like the schoolyard, right? Like, okay, I'll pick, too, you know what I mean? Teams. Like picking teams is kind of fun. But like, especially like when we were talking about all great players, but like the last guy, there's going to be some sort of like chip on the shoulder type of like, really? I'm the last dude getting picked right now. Right. Uh, oh, and they're doing reserves first. Okay. So I guess to that kind of hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. yeah. I see. That's lame. You always got to do it. So but, and like, look, I was never the most athletic guy, but I will pride myself in. I was never close to being the last guy picked when it came to recess. So like, I know what it's like where you're just like, like, I guess when you're the last two and you're like, oh, I guess we'll pick one of those two. But at the same time, you're all NBA athletes. Just deal with it if you're one of the last two guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that. That was true. They did that where they did it on the air, and uh, James Harden was the last pick. But that also had to do with, like, the relationship deal with, like, Harden and all that. Excuse me, KD, whatever. Uh, All right. Last minute here, Will, before we get out of here. uh, Relay any best bets that you have coming up later in the day for our listeners and viewers. I'm trying to think what started. I got Oklahoma, which I think is started. That game was pretty close. Kansas mm-hmm. State. I really like Missouri later. That was probably the last game off my card for the contest. I think they'll get it done at home. Uh, I'm going to end up betting Michigan. I think we kind of talked ourselves yep. into betting Michigan against Michigan State. 
And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll take a stab at, at Syracuse. Eric Haslam did a good job uh, build, building a case there for Syracuse. I'll probably end up adding Syracuse as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. It's a, coming up later today. That's a 3 p.m. Pacific time tip. And Duke uh, has been, as we talked about, a lot of these teams very overvalued by the uh, betting market pretty much all season. Not to the degree of Gonzaga, but it's been pretty close. The, the Blue Devils have not been performing well. Just look at earlier in the week where they were laying 12 against Notre Dame and needed every bit of effort to get out of that thing. All right, Will's going to be with us tomorrow as well. And it's actually, it's Sunday, but guess what? There's a lot of college hoops tomorrow because the schedule's shifting now that there's really nothing going on on these Sundays. So we'll have plenty of that. We'll have an XFL recap for you and a little bit more in the second half of the NBA. We haven't gotten in any of the awards, so I'll get Will's thoughts on some of those awards markets. Until then, keep it here. Decent keeps rolling with Live Bet Saturday. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.